0: Stand with me, Sid, and stand with WABC as we honor those who protect and serve. ThinBlueLineUSA.com. Once again, use the code word SID. Talk Radio 77
1: WABC. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning.
0: 77 WABC. Another tribute to the late Rosalind Carter, who passed away, Gina Bina. We love Gina Bina. Social media department, she goes, love grows where my Rosenberg goes. (laughs) Gina, I love you. That's good stuff. Thank you. Love grows Rosalind Carter at 918 on your Monday morning. I do love this song. I remember this was in the movie uh, Shallow Hal. (laughs) I <laughs> love that movie with Jack Black and Gwyneth <laughs> Paltrow. G- 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 love grows where my Rosenberg goes. Yeah, so even even a tribute to this
1: woman who died. Right, right, back, heart, to, about right, me. right back to me. <laughs> it's <laughs> all about me. If that doesn't explain a lot. I yeah. got to
0: tell you, Gina should put something up on the 77 <laughs> WABC or the Sid and Friend site with that. It's brilliant. That is brilliant. Gina Bina. Not about Rosalind Carter. It's about Sid. Right. Maybe not today. (laughs) (laughs) So Thursday night, uh, Danielle and I went out to uh, Staten Island for the annual Teddy Atlas Theodore Atlas Foundation dinner. And it's always great every year. See a lot of my friends from the media there and celebrities. Guys like Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman and Bob Papa and Brian Kenny. Usually Bill Sims is there, Christopher Maddog Russo, Tony Danza, Chuck Zito. list goes on and on. But the first person I saw in the crowd this year was the New York City Council Republican leader out of Staten Island, our good friend Joe Borelli. It was nice to see Joe. And I said, Hey, Joe, to hop back on the program. I mean, there's just so much Frank Morano we can take. We need somebody else from Staten Island. Oh, Miranda Devine is coming on tomorrow, Justin, at 8.15. She's got a very, very scary column today. So here he is, New York City Council Republican leader, Joe Borelli. Joseph, good morning, bud. How are you?
1: Sid, it, first of all, I've heard the exalted language that you use to describe your wife's charm and beauty on this radio program, but it was nice to finally... Uh, confirm for the audience uh, everything you say about her in person uh, in a nice conversation. She was absolutely charming, and I hope she enjoyed uh, the the evening uh, out on Staten Island.
0: She did. That's very nice of you to say, Joe. Thank you very much. She did, and she enjoyed talking to you. And why wouldn't she? You're a terrific guy. So let me start with this, and I mean that, before we get to the, the stories at hand, because we're going to talk about Eric Adams. We're going to talk about these budget cuts. We're going to talk about the investigation. Right now is not exactly a great time for Eric. So can I get you right now, and I mean right now, Joe Borelli, to endorse Curtis Slewa in the next mayoral election?
1: Oh, I won't endorse anyone yet. Now, I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you why. He had a problem with what I was saying about how we shouldn't hope Eric Adams goes down uh, because it would trigger – 90 days of Jumani Williams, and then a nonpartisan special election to fill the seat. A nonpartisan ranked choice election would almost guarantee that a progressive wins the race. So in other words, if someone comes out and supports uh, Jessica Ramos, their number two choice is going to be Brad Lander. There's no scenario where their number two choice is going to be Curtis Lewa. So to me, it's like it's not really a serious attempt at mayor if you don't want to be the Republican in a general election where you are the, the binary choice. It is either you, uh, in this case, Curtis, against someone who you're going to make the case out as saying uh, a bad mayor.
0: Let me and ask you this. So, Look, look, look. Yeah. You guys have had your back and forth, clearly. Uh, I don't think either one of you dislikes the other one. In fact, I think it's a complete opposite. I know you guys, in fact, broke bread at one of these rallies keeping the illegals out. I think you both actually do like each other. But certainly in public, you seem to have this ongoing back and forth. The one thing about Curtis, I'm going to tell you this, Joe is that he's been right a lot more than he's been wrong. And you have to admit that he really has devoted his life, 40-plus years, to defending New Yorkers on a physical and emotional level. So regardless of whether you think he's a legitimate candidate, whether you think he can win, do you think he'd be good for that job? Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I, I think he would. That's why. Uh, you know, going back to the fight we had uh, about two years ago almost, uh, I did everything I could to try to get him uh, become the mayor of the city of New York. I even read all the text messages uh, between he and I, and I sent them to you over the air uh, about how many times. But I asked a mutual friend of ours, who I won't mention his name, but he's also affiliated with WABC. I said, sir, w- why is Curtis mad at me now? And apparently he, he reached out to my office uh, to ask if I received some sort of a a letter from D.A. Bragg about the investigation in Eric Ulrich. And I said, well, did he call my office? And they said, no, no, I think he sent some intern or something, some journalist to ask, and you guys never followed up. This is a guy who has my cell phone number. If he wants to know whether I'm involved in, in the investigation of Eric Ulrich, he could just text me and ask me. But instead, I, I think he wasn't really trying to find the answer out of concern mm. for me. I think he was trying to find the answer just so he can go out and rant and, and rave <laughs> about me. So, That's probably true. So, I mean, it's probably true, right? This is someone who then wants <laughs> bad for me, right? This is someone who's, who's <laughs> no, really against me. No, so, he on.
0: doesn't want bad for you. But, and, and this whole investigation into Eric Ulrich, I'll go on record and say it, is nonsense, a bunch of nonsense. Everything I've read, none of it is true none of it but that's a whole other story let's get back to uh, what's going on with the with the mayor let's start with the investigation a bunch of fbi raids it wasn't just Suggs' residence in brooklyn it's been more than that uh, also taking the mayor's cell phone so you tell me joe barelli you're a smart guy you're inside on these things how bad can this get and do you think it will get bad for the mayor
1: Well, it certainly could get bad. I mean, I have to start with the caveat. I don't know what the guy does uh, in his personal life. I don't know who he takes money from or doesn't take money from, things like that. But but I can tell you this. We've seen just now with the January 6th videos, right, we've seen the the well-worded report that Joe Biden got from the FBI about classified documents while Trump is facing 400 years. We've seen Hillary Clinton, the bleach bit, the the, the slamming the cell phones, the the Hunter Biden – If anyone thinks the FBI is still an apolitical, nonpartisan actor, I have a bridge to sell them. It's ridiculous. (laughs) So to me, when this investigation came up, it always struck me as odd that suddenly the FBI – because this didn't come out of the Ulrich investigation, by the way. This is separate. So it always struck me as odd that suddenly the FBI was interested in Eric Adams the minute he changed his tune on migrants. To me, it always smelled fishy, and these were things that supposedly happened two years ago. And why it smells even more fishy to me, for four years, I chaired the committee that oversaw the fire department. This unit, the Bureau of Fire Prevention that would do these inspections of of fire alarm systems, smoke alarm systems, et cetera, was the worst managed entity in the city of New York. As chairman, I met with – uh, you know, contractors who do electrical uh, systems, who do the alarm systems, trade associations, real estate developers, everyone saying the same thing: we can't get the most basic inspections done from this unit. So I'm very cognizant, and I would I would testify, and I, maybe I am this star witness uh, for the defense someday. But every single politician that I know of. Was reaching out to either me, to the commissioner, to someone to try to get people in their district to just get permits expedited. Mm. Look, you're a restaurant. I told this to Rosanna Scott the other day. You're a restaurant owner. You close your restaurant for a week, you put a new exhaust system in, a new range hood, you get your first inspection by the FDNY. They say, hey, by the way, you got to do X, Y, and Z. You make the changes, you call for a reinspection. They tell you, okay, we'll come back in nine weeks. Like, that's just total BS. Same thing with, with schools that were scheduled to open. So to me, it always seemed fishy when when he is alleged to be doing something that I myself have done dozens of times. And if anyone doesn't think the department would prioritize a building when the head of state of a foreign country is coming to cut a ribbon, I have another bridge to sell him. So to me, it, it just adds up to fishiness. And again, the caveat, I don't know what the guy does in his spare time. He, he could be running, you know, a coke empire for all I know. <laughs> I just think that this particular line of questioning and investigation is very, very odd.
0: Well, just so you know, two fervent Republicans, Donald Trump and Rudy Giuliani, agree with you that Eric Adams seems to be a target of the FBI and and a mutual friend who I love dearly. I must say this, Anthony Caron sends his best to you, just texted me. But but I want to ask you, though, about Erdogan, because I have been to the Gracie Mansion, Gracie Mansion, I should say, during um, Jewish Heritage Week. And I like Eric. You know, we've dined together. I said this on Fox News, on Jesse Waters' show, just on Friday night. I like the guy. And I've been to Gracie Mansion, Jewish Heritage Week, and he made this really impassioned speech about how he intends to try to stop anti-Semitism. And a lot of his friends and Jewish, people who work around him, my dear friend Manish uh, Shapiro, he's a Jewish guy. But how do you explain? How do you explain having any relationship, if you appreciate the Jews, with a guy like Erdogan, who has asked for Israel to be destroyed, who hates the Jews, raise a Turkish flag, and then there's even, I don't know, I guess, uh, rumors that this Turkish construction company in Brooklyn is where the mayor got the money from. How could you do both? I don't understand. Explain that to me.
1: No, look, a straw donor scheme is unfortunately commonplace, and we've seen prosecutions of it, uh, and that's going to have to play out. That, that's a real investigation. Does it go up to Eric Adams? I don't know. As far as Erdogan, look, I've gotten two trips to Turkey, but from in my case, I was actually sponsored by the opposition group. I'm not even allowed to Turkey, to be in Turkey anymore. I got kicked out of the country. Uh, I visited a Turkish prison, Salivri prison, to see how the Erdogan regime was jailing journalists who had the gumption to just report that maybe everything's not what it seems with, with, with the president and then his son. So I, I have no sympathy for, for Erdogan. That said, I mean, you know, a lot of times you, you're in politics, you get asked to do stupid things, you don't really learn the whole history of the country. Again, with Erdogan, it's pretty public, it's pretty out there, uh, it's pretty open, uh, the, the the anti-Semitism. It's, it's more of a problem for those people who have to worry about the world stage, because as we see now with the invasion of Gaza – uh, it is one of the, the major tripwires that could trigger a regional, if not global, conflict if Erdogan decides to enter the, the, the fray. I don't think he will. Uh, I think he knows that that he he can operate in that gray area very very bravely, but he knows there are red lines that he cannot cross, and he has not crossed them in terms of the geopolitical world. He's always crossed them when it terms to when it comes to oppressing the minority. Uh, uh, political parties in his country, but never on the global stage. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYC. The digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the
0: digital dollar report, call 1-800-862-6970, and also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold
1: to protect your money. Or just go to digitaldollarreport.com. Please note, the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice. for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. or email them at info at GaboLaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabola, where winning is
0: no accident. This is Joe Borelli. He's the Republican leader for the New York City Council, and uh, thank God he is. He's terrific. Got about uh, four more minutes to go. Let's stick with the mayor. He announced, of course, uh, these 5% budget cuts, everything getting slashed, cops, fire, education. Don't like that one. Sanitation. There's already a rat issue. It's going to get worse. As I said on Fox News on Friday night, I I believe there are three different uh, elements of crime in this city. Your everyday criminals, Joe, those are the guys that are still pushing people in front of subways, still hurting people on the street. Then, of course, you've got your illegals. And if you don't think some of them are committing illegal acts, you're somewhere between naive and stupid. Then you've got the real possibility of terrorists, which I believe are here, and it's just a matter of time. Three groups of people already committing and potentially committing a lot more crimes. This city needs 45,000 cops, let alone 28,000. You explain to me how we're going to be okay after Eric Adams' announcement on Friday. Oh, oh, no, we're we're
1: absolutely screwed. Uh, I only hope and pray that this was some braggadocio or way to leverage maybe getting more federal funding and maybe we cancel one class of cops at at, at worst. Uh, I suspect, though... That this is not that and that it is real because we have a significant budget gap to make up for this problem by the way as we've spoken about with with you with curtis with everyone this problem was as predictable as as the worst sylvester stallone movie we always know was going to (laughs) fly off in the helicopter right we we always knew this was going to screw the new york taxpayers at the end of the day because the money doesn't actually grow on trees i, I got to be honest, the comptroller was chirping at me on Twitter saying, well, the migrant spending only accounts for one-third of our budget gap. Yeah, that's right, you, you, you jabroni. We knew about the two-thirds. <laughs> the two-thirds was our planned budget gap. We were going to manage it just like we've done every year since the Great Recession. We know how to do these things. There's a budget dance. It happens every single year. The extra $3 billion, the $4 billion, that was unexpected. That's why we are at DEFCON you know, 2 right now. Uh, talking about real significant service cuts. We've always managed to cut the sprinkles every year. Do we put sprinkles here? Do we put sprinkles there? Now we're cutting the cupcake. Now we're actually going to see, in in, in reality, the number of police officers by 2025 going down to 29,000. By the way, this is not just from recruiting. This is from retirements. People want to get the heck out of here, and who could blame them? I mean, who could actually blame a cop for hitting 20 years in one day and saying, I'm getting the F out of here? So we have this crisis now where we spent all of our money on migrants. Now we're going to see the, the the destruction and the, the, the downturn yeah. New York City faces. Well, and we're also going to yeah. see the rewriting of history, Sid. And this is where you come in. Don't let these people rewrite history. This was a predictable problem. The migrants spent all the money. Well, what that were people? Making cuts because what of migrants. people?
0: You said don't let these people. What people?
1: It's going to be people starting with the mayor, going to the comptroller, to the city council, to the state legislature. Let
0: me stop you right there. So because, you know, again, I, I, I said on Friday night on Fox News, I'm funny with the mayor. I am. I'm not sure he likes me as much as he used to because I am critical of the mayor because he is absolutely partly to blame here. I mean, in a big way. A year ago, he wasn't talking like this. A year ago, he was still the Biden of Brooklyn. A year ago, we're a sanctuary city. Come on, baby. Now, all of a sudden, he wants more, quote, unquote, national government money. So I just want to make sure, Joe, that you are ready, willing, and able to heap some of the uh some of the re- the uh the responsibility here on the mayor because a lot of folks who like him no it's not his fault he's been critical of biden what do you want from him yes but not a year ago
1: right and and, and that's the problem is that i'm glad he's, he's come around on the issue right all the rallies that we had in every part of the city were to get the mayor to change his opinion he has changed his opinion and changed some policy so that's a good thing now But he is the guy who bet the farm. He bet the farm on Uncle Joe coming to bail us out. He bet the farm on this being something like 5,000 or 10,000 people. It wouldn't cost that much money. We can virtue signal. We could celebrate how we're the woke progressive enclave of of America. And it didn't work out because it turns out when you give people a whole bunch of free shit, they keep coming. They keep coming every (laughs) single day.
0: I love you. (laughs) He said free duty. Uh, You're right, and that's why Eric Adams and these people should have been smarter. How come I knew? I'm not a politician, but I knew it's very simple. If the border is wide open and it's been wide open from day one, why would this number ever stop at 10,000? I mean, you talk about being narrow-minded, not planning for the future, maybe even ignorant or stupid with an open border. Why did Adams or anybody else think this was going to stop? I, I,
1: I don't have an answer. I, I wish I did because it's so inexplicable. Uh, it's so obvious. It's like throwing a, a baseball up in the air and not expecting it to come down, hoping that, that, a, that a stalk comes out of the sky and, and, and picks it up with its, with its beak and flies away. It, just, it was never going to happen. Money doesn't grow on trees. It, it just doesn't, and it, this is a rude awakening.
0: Man, you were great today. You're funny. Joe Porelli's funny. He's not just, you're very, very smart, obviously.
1: How am I funny? Like a clown, Sid? Come on. By the way, I got to get back into Gravesen. I'm still at the same episode I-, I left off when I told you on Thursday night. Uh, the Crown pr- pr- came out on Netflix, so Mrs. Borelli and I, we did a little break for The Crown. We love The Crown. So do and I. Now this week we're back for Gravesend.
0: Good. Go back and tell me what you think and come back here real soon. Have a happy Thanksgiving. It was great seeing you Thursday. Great job this morning. And we'll see you again very soon, Joe Borelli. Thank you so you much. Too. Happy Thanksgiving. You too. My man, Joe Borelli, the top Republican in New York City Council. That was a great appearance.